get started over here so all right good morning good morning good morning this is pastor rob hale and this is your morning withered hand meeting with uh withered hand ministries in the Collin church which i the honor to serve at this time <clears throat> well thank y'all for coming and listening <clears throat> excuse me i got a little <clears throat> frog in my voice sounds like take a little sip of coffee here thank you for the dear lord let my wife bring that to me and hand it to me. Uh, this morning we're going to be in the Gospel of John. The Gospel of John about on the subject about being a fruit inspector. Uh, everybody knows how to inspect fruit when they go shopping. If you're of that age and you got money in your pocket and you have to buy groceries, uh, you generally go and pick out your fruit for yourself. Uh, I have found if you go up in these little... Uh, call them first, order first, drive up, park, and let them bring it to you, that generally the produce that they bring you will often be either out of date or near out of date and, and not looking the best. And so you've got to be a fruit inspector. If I want the best of the fruit, then I have to go in myself and look at the fruit and judge accordingly that way. Well, it, I don't believe it's any different in the kingdom of God. Uh, we're not saved by works, but we are saved to work. And God deserves His interest on His uh, on His payment on His down payment in us, and, and the Word of God talks about these things in many different ways. Uh, you can we can go to the four seeds. There are the four seeds that you're supposed to tell somebody after salvation when they get saved. You tell them about the four seeds because the, the four seed scenario is what they're in for. And one of the four one of the four categories they're going to end up in is four seeds after they get saved. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, the first one is they really didn't get saved at all. Uh, the bird and picked up those seeds that were thrown in the highways and byways and, and carried that seed off into the air and took it with them. And Jesus told us those were people who have heard the word of God, but they didn't give any credence to it. And it's what basically went in, went in one ear and out the other because Satan, Satan snatched it away with one of his birds of prey, whether that be lust or uh, envy or adultery or hatred or murder or any of the, any of the attributes that Satan uh, has in his kingdom uh, for people who wish to go that way. Now, the other three keys, the other three keys uh, to the, uh, the other four C's, I say, the other three C's, I should say, you have one that received the word gladly and then there's no root in them and therefore it just goes away. And that's the one that the seed that falls on the rock, remember? And the sun beats down, and the, and the root and the seed will spring forth its root. And because there's no ground for him to sink into, that seed will wither and die because there's no nourishment and no care taken after the seed. And there's people who uh, receive the kingdom of God gladly, but because they have no root in them uh, for their faith, they tend to fade away. Then you have the ruddy ground. The ruddy ground says that there's the rocks and the weeds. And, and you can say that the cares of this life choke out the word of God in that person's life and cause it to have very ruddy fruit. Uh, and then you have good ground. Good ground is a ground that is purposely prepared, purposely taking the big rocks out, purposely taking the weeds out, purposely making the rows straight where the irrigation can... Uh, flow freely into the garden and that the, and that the garden can receive the water 
that it needs to go with the seed that's in the ground, the sun that's giving the nourishment from the sky above, and, and the science of, of that. And the same thing with Christians. Christians who daily work on their walk with the Lord. Daily get into that word. Daily do some plowing with their heart. Uh, Search me, O Lord, and see if there be any wicked thing in me, King David said in the Psalms. And they have that kind of prayer. They want, they want everything out of the way that can stand between them and their God and being used by their God. Because God wants to use Christians in the faith to have faith birthed in other people. And when I mean use you, I mean use you as an oracle, use you as a, as a faith healer, use you as a, a comforter, use you as a counselor, not by your might, not by your power, not by your strength, but by that of the Holy Spirit that stirs within you and sends you to that situation. Amen. And on the Gospel of John we're speaking on today, works that proclaim the truth, we're going to start in verse 22. Out of the King James and the Life Application Bible. Time for me to go buy another Bible. This one here is starting to lose pages. I, I, I've always had that. The Bible starts to lose pages. It's time for a new one. So I have to go find me another preaching Bible, I guess. Although I do like this Bible to study out of. And it was Jerusalem. It was at Jerusalem the Feast of Dedication. When they dedicated the temple, they had an annual feast to remember that. Uh, and Jesus went to this feast of dedication. You notice, Jesus often went to these different particular feasts, especially ones that were in memory of great events, such as the Feast of Maccabees that they have during the, uh, the winter solace, like, uh, like we have Christmas. They remember the time that the Maccabees with just a few people went in and recaptured the temple from from uh, people who were desecrating the temple with their false worship in the temple. <clears throat> All right, continue on the subject here. Work, faith that works. Amen. And it was a and then and Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch, and there came Jews round about him and said unto him. How long dost thou make us doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. So he proceeds to do so. Uh, Jesus answered him, I told you, and you believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me, but you believe not, because you are not of my sheep. And I, as I said unto you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life. And they may never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them unto me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, Many good works have I showed you from my Father. Which of those works do you stone me? Do you, do, do you stone? Do you stone me for? For is implied. Uh, the Jews answered and said, "For a good work, but for blasphemy, because thou, being a man, makest thyself God." Jesus answered them, "Is it not written to you in your law, you are gods?" That's Psalms eighty-two six. Psalms eighty-two six. 
if ye if he called them gods unto whom the word of the Lord came, the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken, say ye of him whom the Father hath sanctified and sent unto the world, thou blasphemous, because I said, I am the Son of God? If I do not the works of my Father, believe me not. But if I do, though you believe not me, believe the works, that you may know and believe that the Father is in me, and I in him. Therefore they saw again to take him, but he escaped out of their hand, and went away again beyond Jordan, into the place where John at first baptized, and there he abode. And many resorted unto him, and said, John did no miracle, but all things that John spake of this man were true. And many believed on him there. I know in ministry sometimes uh, a spirit of jealousy can happen, uh, a spirit of a spirit of being inadequate can happen, especially when God's using a certain person over there and He's not got you plugged into that kind of ministry. And a lot of people they, they get offended and they want to make excuses why God's not plugged them into that kind of ministry. Rather than just going with the flow, so well, glory to God, that's that's the ministry God has given that gentleman or that woman. Yes, I said, and that woman or that woman, because uh, He does do that. Uh, Hannah was a prophet right there when Jesus was born. Uh, I believe Simon's there as well, the old man, if I remember right, and they both declared the glory of God. John the Baptist was a prophet of God, but yet he did no miracle. And Jesus came along doing miracles on top of miracles. And doing things that the world had never, ever seen before. And if that alone didn't declare that he was Messiah, he questioned that. How, how is it that you're not a good fruit inspector? How is it that you're, uh, you know, you're more into your religion than you are into a relationship with Father God who has such a heart for the lost and has brought this good news, these great tidings, that the angels sang about in Jesus' birth. <laughs> Goodwill toward man, peace on earth. That we can have the peace of God that surpasses all understanding live within our hearts when we get saved. And we can have a relationship with our God that cries, Abba, Father. But yes, more than that, it's a, it's a relationship of laughter. Because God will make you laugh. He's very ironic. And, 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 and also... The heart grieving towards the lost can make you cry, cry bitter tears. Tears that are not really your own, but because you've got allowed you a moment, a second, a, 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 a participle of time to feel his hurt and feel his pain towards the lost, and then it touches your heart. But my sheep hear my voice and follow me, follow after me. That's, if you're a Christian, that means Christ follower. That means you want to implement what Christ did on the earth. You want Christ to live his life through you on the earth. If you want to see God in your life, then we have to die to ourselves and let God live through us for others. And it's not a very 
what you call an easy thing to do. It's not. But it is tantamount to the faith. Look, look at the apostles, how they laid down their lives, and they followed after him. Not once, not twice, but uh, three times I can count that you know, the Jews went after them and brought them back to learn to agree to disagree for the sake of the kingdom. And realizing that within ourselves we are nothing, and Jesus is everything. Everything. He is the love of God stretching forth his hand to this earth, this old dying, decaying world, offering salvation in a relationship with their creator, like it was in the beginning, in the garden. Now, I'm not saying you need to walk around like naked like Adam and Eve did. You know, God forbid, leave your clothes on, please. I'll leave mine on too. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. <laughs> but to walk in the garden with the Lord and to have peace with him because of the gift that keeps on giving. That's what that big word I, in Hebrews and also uh, Romans is. He's our propitiation. He's our fountain filled with Emmanuel's blood. And those stained with the guilt of sin can come and drink thereof and be free. No, their sins can be as scarlet, they can be as white as snow. And it's not a license to sin. It's a license, or rather a gift to repent. Remember, under the law, if you had to repent of your sin, then you had to go all the way to Jerusalem to the temple. And you'd be in a hard place to do that nowadays. They don't have a tabernacle stretched up there. But then you had to take a ladder or a dove, something, and sacrifice it and spill its blood upon the ground, and and they would cook its flesh. And so I believe part of it would you would eat part of it, depending on the, uh, the ceremony. But anyway, it took the blood of the innocent to cover you, and you had to go there to get it done, and it would cost you a bunch of money. Now we have the free gifts of salvation. You don't have to go to Jerusalem. We have a high priest who's touched with our infirmities because, because he became a man. And we don't have to worship on this mountain or that mountain or this place or that place. Because now the sanctuary is you and me. And he, we can worship now where we're at. And if there are two or three or more gathered in his name, he'll be in our very midst, the Word of God says. That's the reason why we need to assemble together and go to church. I'm jealous for his presence. I, I'm jealous to see and hear the miracles in other people's lives, the answers to prayer. I'm jealous to see the glory. I've had the privilege of seeing the glory a few times. Look to see it again in his will, in his time. But that's all I got for you today. May the Lord bless you and keep you and make his countenance to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May his peace lead you. May his peace guide your footsteps. May his peace surround you and protect you and fill you to overflowing to confirm his word in the situation that you may face this day. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Hallelujah. I feel the Lord. Goodbye and God bless.